Captain's Log. Star date 2017. I encountered four comics. I am no man. I must destroy imperfection. You, you, yourself, you are imperfect. I am no man. I am no man. I am no man. One of my early bits. Yeah. Let's all do our first Star Trek bit. It was Army issue at the time. Had to have one. Does anyone here have a rifleman bit? Wow. Sarlacc. Sarlacc. My bit was like the kid always said, "Pa." Yeah, oh, how yeah. come I sound like dinosaur? Hey, don't mess. I with try to tell my kids how bad I was. They don't believe it, and I tell them that. And they go, oh. "Hey, don't mess with him. He's really good with a rifle. Who's not good with a rifle?" <laughs> the other guys who go from here to here to here. He was like, "Sarlacc hey. <laughs> <laughs> seemed giant, and he could hold the biggest microphone like this with three times." Hey, how's everybody doing? Steals and breaks with Sarlacc. You got this stiff move. It's all like. And he, always, he still says hey, lunch. Hey, having a good time tonight? He still says lunch and meat. Lunch and meat. I go, I go, I go Introduce it. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash Chats, the original comedy soundcast featuring interviews from comedy... Soundcast. Soundcasters, comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folks. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy soundcast soundcaster, Mark Hershaw. Byron's of uh, being a comedy, along with uh, our mutual friends Mark Pitta, Larry Buckham Brown, and yes. uh, this is just a and special guest to... Tony DePaul. Yes, if he shows up, the invitation's gone out. We'll find out. Yeah, very rare we're together, regardless of the podcast. Yes, that's true. But here we are now, working on our spec strip of apples away. <laughs> that's that would be Larry Brown. That's that hidden run running joke. Is that a series? Apples away was with. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is just it's, it's just one of those things that makes. Hard's never made him laugh. No one ever remembers the Monroes. <laughs> oh, I remember the name. You do the kids the lost in the forest. No, I don't remember the plot. Mm. Really. <laughs> want to regale us with the. The log line for the Monroes? Just kids lost in the forest. That's we all have, I remember. It was we got a color TV, and it was one of the few things we could get on on color and color. Well, might have lost some listeners with those two references right there, <laughs> or gained them. <laughs> you never can tell. Remember the show Turn On? It was a George Slaughter show. Yes, it was so bad it was actually canceled. The first, as it went across country, it was canceled before it hit the West Coast. Yeah, that's I have an Sorry, idea. George. I don't want to take over your podcast. Yeah, I, but, no, this is just. But this reminds me. What if we so. did uh, famous comedians of San Francisco's punchlines, and you have to guess who they are? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I left in '82. I'm not going to win in this one. No, and, and again, more listeners fleeing. Okay, but <laughs> fleeing. Let's keep it. Na- this is international. Yes, this, yeah, is, this is global. That's right. It's an international audience for Suckatash, the comedy soundcast. Soundcast. Can we play the game after the podcast? We can play a game that Peter <laughs> would love. We can go through the decades. Favorite movie of five seconds. Favorite movie from the 1960s. Five seconds. Uh, in the heat of the night. That's not a good one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. I saw Sidney Poitier at a, a charity benefit, and I said, they call me Mr. Dibbs. Oh, he took a swing. No, he's a re- <laughs> Bill Russell as an actor. Okay, uh, Larry, favorite movie, 1970s? Uh, the uh, Three Days of the Condor. Oh, wow. wow, good one. And when did you first see that? 
uh, two years ago with uh, you and Mark. That was the He'd never seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to see it. I thought it was going to suck. And you guys said, yeah, well, and it was actually good. It's great. It's very good. I just They're read dead. Like, They're all dead. They're all dead. I just read books. Dana Carvey. Oh, yeah. Condor. Favorite, favorite movie of the 80s. Ooh, 80s. Out of Africa. Wow. Oh, that was quick, man. too. Well, I'm just going to say one. That's the good thing about the pressure of this. Otherwise, this goes on forever. Of course. We don't even have a podcast. One out. Well, let's have you in the 90s, Mark Hershon. Favorite movie of the 90s. Can't think too long. Oh, any kind of alien movie doesn't really matter. Was there an alien in the 90s? There must yes, have been. Yes, there had to be. I first, think Alien mm-hmm. 3 was probably in the 90s. Oh, you know what? I take back. Well, yeah, I think the first Alien, that was 81, right? Yeah. June 79. Okay. You have the... Oh, okay, then I was still correct for the 80s. Yes. Uh, you have the box set. I watched Alien uh, a couple weeks ago just because uh, I hadn't seen it in so long. Brilliant. So you've been stealing... Akila, Akila. Akila. the same drawer. What's the movie is this from? Akila. Akila, Akila. Akila. Akila, Akila. Behind the Green Door? No, it was <laughs> Sigourney Weaver in Alien as she's getting into the spacesuit. She was muttering to herself. Oh. Akila, Akila. Now we just Jane Scotland. We, we got the analytics. Really, Scotland just went up. No, I don't. Akila, Akila. Okay. Wow. He loves movies. Yeah. Um, what we have here, we saw that the other night. We watched Cool Hand Luke on Blu-ray. Which feed off me? Larry thinks it was a. Cool Hand Luke is very homoerotic, I thought. That's why they have the car wash scene with the girl. Wouldn't it be Hot Hand Luke or he's Cool Hand Luke? Does it mean he's jacking off prisoners? What are you talking about? They're all, they're all shirtless and a bunch of men in a room, I thought. No, I know fun facts about Paul Newman. Yeah. Because I've asked when I was in North Hollywood with the, you know, the gym, I'd ask the old stunt guys, who's the toughest guy in Hollywood thinking John Wayne? You know, in the history of, and they go, oh, Paul Newman. I go, why? Well, he could take so much pain. So he would he would sip his Budweisers because I talked I knew a guy who was his assistant on Cool Hand Luke he'd get through a case twenty four of them he wouldn't finish all of them but he would go through twenty four Budweisers then in the morning they said no one could stay in the hot box from the movie he would go into the sweat box because a lot of the actors were boozing up in those days you yeah. know but he could stay in longer and then we, he'd get in a tub where he was staying and he'd have a straw. Packed in ice. The same thing with Lee Marvin. They gave him B12, mm-hmm. packed his head in ice, <laughs> sat him on the set, and then put a cores in his hand. And they started all over again. Wow. So Newman was just incredibly tough. Well, they said the actors on the extras on the DVD said that he would open up the trunk of the car and we'd all have beer because it was so hot. And they shot that in Stockton, oh, did they? California. Did yeah. Know that. Huh? I I worked with George Kennedy. I know you did from uh, Monster Maker. Don't mess with a man with no eyes, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna do it, right, Luke? It's the whole movie's about living through. Only the world shaker, Luke. (laughs) He said that that was his favorite actor to work with. Was Paul Newman? He just he loved being on that that set. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Paul Newman and his wife always flew separately in case there was a crash. Wow. And again, Larry has the. Trivia about death. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think there was mm-hmm. an interview with him, and I think it was Rolling Stone or something, and the interviewer, he, I thought it was interesting, he pointed this out, that they were walking along a road near Newman's house doing the interview, and every time a car would come, Newman would pick up a rock, and he'd sort of turn away from the road and throw the rock, so they couldn't kind of make him from the car right. going by. Yeah, I heard he go to a bar in Connecticut and go, what time is it to the bartender? You know, he'd give it time. Because he knew he only had maybe 15 minutes to have a beer and he had to leave. Before someone pegged Just go right to the payphone and then the line would be out there. I met him twice. Once I read for him for Harry and Son, the one that Robbie Benson, that fucker got. <laughs> and went in nervous as hell. It was patched with the, uh, you know, I just matched with a young actress. Paul Newman's there. 
He had red socks on. John Woodward's petting a dog. I can't believe I'm talking to him. And he's, he's telling us all about the scene for like 20 minutes. Incredibly nice. And I was just so awful. I could barely speak. And I went out and go, that was weird. She goes, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> wow. You fucked me. And then I saw, <laughs> I saw him 12 years later in the White House where, you know, he said that Dan Quayle wouldn't talk to him and stuff. And, you know, that George Bush Sr. and I was there and that was kind of cool. So I, I met him twice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow, okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Met him. Well, that's, a good, right. that's a good Now, my favorite question to comedians and such is... Um, what famous people have you slept with? But um, okay, all right. Besides Angie Dickinson, we don't do it because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. <laughs> Why is that never not funny? <laughs> we don't do it. It's easy. We do it. It's hard. I, just... <laughs> I met Angie Dickinson once. I was getting my hair cut at a, a San Vicente Joanne Harris salon, and she was the only other person in there. And I was cutting up with Joanne. I've known her for years. And then Joanne left the room to get something. And Angie goes, you should ask her out. You guys are really good together. I'm like, I should have said, I want to hear Rat Pack stories. But I was too polite to her. <laughs> should have given her the business when you had the chance. Thanks, Wally. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're Wally. Fever Cleaver here. <laughs> Don't give, give her, her the business. It's <laughs> a lovely dress you're wearing. <laughs> Larry celebrating his 167th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Genetics. I gotta get some arterial chelation. <laughs> Paul Newman was one of the first people to do that. He came like in the seventies. He would come to someplace in Redwood City mm-hmm. and get his arteries cleared. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now the whole thing That's about him putting his head it's a whole in the podcast. Do you know there's a place you know, Corbin there that it's all about cold? Now. Cor- yeah. 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 Do, do you anything about your that? Body I, stuff. I met the yeah. woman who runs it. She was in a party from Red Magazine last weekend. Crowd Do you think therapy. there's something to it? There, I don't know. I don't it's know. an anti-inflammatory thing. Yeah. Maybe it stops the cells from dividing. I don't know. What okay. do you want from me? Yeah, then there was a horror story from <laughs> a couple of years ago. There was a place in Phoenix or something, and some woman who worked there went mm. in after hours, and she couldn't get out. Oh, okay. horrible, horrible death. Our oh, worst man. nightmare, <laughs> eternal life. <laughs> now, Walt Disney, they, they just froze the head, right? Or is it the whole body? I think Ted, I Ted think Williams. Ted Williams. Ted Williams the head. Head. Yeah. I think Walt could afford the whole, whole body. This, Keeping the bowling ball bag. <laughs> this, this podcast is taking a horrible turn. <laughs> Don't be frozen. Thing. I'm going to be put in a giant thing of amber because that's how they bring things back in Jurassic Park. Don't be frozen. Be put in amber. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm planning to be uh, cremated and I have instructions to be uh, mixed into an acrylic and formed into a garden gnome that, with my life. I'm going to go old school. I'm going old school with a tombstone that says five minutes visiting time minimum. Larry, your thoughts? Oh, just do the, the classic Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Is there a new netting Not, not very creative. Have but... you scoped it out? Doesn't it have a safety thing now? They're putting that net on for, for $200 billion. Dollars, which would... $200 million for a net? Yeah. You, you can climb over that. You're pretty spry. Well, I think you, you can spring you, off it. You get a big jug of Diet Coke and drop a roll of Mentos in, just shoot yourself clear. <laughs> I got this figured out. Halfway to Alcatraz. How did he do it? He did the rocket. <laughs> How are you? There's walk? other ways you can kill yourself. Uh, walk through the hate saying Lady Gaga sucks. <laughs> what Wait, about I, best way to murder someone? Ooh, what would you do? You I, had to. You're trying to get away with it or yeah. just the best way to murder? No, the best way to get away with a murder. I feel like Robert Culp in Columbo. Who's going to um, do go You first. take an ice pick because you stab him in the throat and it melts and there's no weapon. You mean an icicle. 
icicle. What yeah, but then you're still what? What? But still, they're going to interview and what happened. You're at the scene of the crime. It seems a little scary. Mm. And then I would look at my watch, like Robert Cole would say, "If there's anything else, Lieutenant, I I have one that I think is the best." But yeah. Larry, uh, I would just think before they had the camera well, and everything, they, the Golden Gate Bridge on a foggy night. If you just drove somebody out there and hurled them over the side. That's what I was thinking. You go, you, your victim, it's assuming you know them, and you go hiking with them on sheer cliffs, and you go, look at that over there, and you just push them, <laughs> and then you make sure that all the marks look like they slipped. That's what, I think that's my wife's idea, because she, uh, she's always, whenever we're hiking, she always goes, I just have this tremendous urge to push you over. <laughs> like, wow. what are you talking about? She goes, no, no, I can resist it, but I just have this urge. Well, that's hilarious. Sweet. That's the keeper of the year. Sweet, sweet woman. <laughs> so romantic. You guys are going to last forever. Can we get up uh, maybe a, a, a topic that's maybe more uplifting? Cheerful? Sure. Okay, yeah. what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you know what? You did my crying fingers. It's not. It's a catch. It's like a catch. I couldn't believe well, it. I'm excited. It's not yeah. really crying. It's more like exasperation. Yes, it's not trying not to cry is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit. All right, your thoughts. <laughs> What is your, what, why did you bring us all together? Do you have an, uh, no, an agenda? No agenda. Just wanted to sit sit around with a couple of friends and, and you and talk about stuff. No, you were you were my only roommate I, ever. I, I know, right? Oh, I, no way. There was that girl for three months because she got fired and she needed to, or she got kicked out. And she worked uh, at the station Five with me. Years. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but other than that. And what was our catchphrase? We had a catchphrase? Yeah. What was our catchphrase? Um, oh, do, do you have any pot? Do you have any pot? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, no matter what. Neither of us are smoking, but we were just saying, yeah. do you have any pot? Any at all? Yeah. Funny That's, to us. Oh, yes, exactly. Woo! That big microphone gets in your front. It's, it's tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's tight up time. Tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo-wee! <laughs> yeah, it's, everybody here, 40, 300 years collective experience in show business, tight as drums, just completely. But I want to get back to Mark being disorganized. You brought us together. You have, you just, you just, you're counting on us to be funny with no, no topic. I didn't say funny. It's just conversation. It's a conversation. Whether it's funny, it's great. If it's but, not funny, it doesn't matter. I'm thinking of the listeners. They don't give a shit. Hello, friends, and welcome to the lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Bill Haywatt here to tell you about the latest invention from Henderson's Pants, Summer Stock Slacks. Just like those amazing Broadway shows that leave the great white way to hit the road and make money off the rubes in the flyover states, Henderson's Summer Stock Pants look great on the outside, but they're really cheaply made, using the flimsiest of materials and very little attention to detail. They look great on the outside from 20 feet away. Oh, but trust me, these suckers barely hold up past the first wearing. And by first wearing, I'm talking about the try-on in the dressing room. And once you wash them for the first time, <laughs> you can just plan on throwing your brand new Henderson Summerstock slacks away. Ultra cheap to make. You'd think Henderson's would pass the savings on to you. But oh my goodness, no. These handsome but useless trousers are just as expensive as our top-of-the-line dress slacks. Originally designed for out-of-towners, yokels, and complete schlemiels, Anderson Summerstock slacks are available in little tourist shops wherever trinkets and tchotchkes are sold. That's Anderson's, makers of ephemeral garments and transitory togs since 1354. And now back to the unique permanence of Succotash. 
Let's talk about what makes comedians Bobby laugh. Slayton. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, what does make comedians oh, laugh? Oh, you know, a, their friend doing a bit and really committing and it getting no laugh. That's, that's, <laughs> that the, that's the funniest funny. thing. Your, is... your friend dying on stage is the funniest thing, but still trying. That's the funniest <laughs> thing, I think. Funnier than any comedian. Can I, I could, through the magic of technology, bring Bobby Slayton into this podcast. How so? Um, I have a very funny voicemail from him. All I had said to him, I was in New York, where's the best place for pizza? And it is, it's so, it's, to me, it's hysterical. Will it be able to be heard, understood? Yeah. When you're playing it off your phone? Uh, speaker? Have you ever tried that with this? No, but let's give it a oh, shot. Well, I have to turn my phone off. I was polite enough to turn it off. And yeah. Larry, by the way, Larry, I, I always want to say to Larry, take a picture, send it to me. And Larry, how old is your phone? <laughs> oh, it's a flip. A flip. Watson, come here, I need you. I can't believe that still works. Oh, it's a good one. Scotty's it's got, does have a camera on here. I'm going to take a picture smart. of you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> did you guys, did you ever wow. hear that Chris, back at the... Crystal clear. It was, it, was it was when the powder went off and we got the flash. It really, <laughs> really brought home how, yeah. how old the fucking yeah. is. You should have had like something over your head to kind of claw it in. <laughs> a daguerreotype. Okay, ready? This is Bobby Slayton. I said okay. it, was, it was in New York, but it was the next day that he... Return my call. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's the best place to get pizza? Okay. Ready? All right, here we go. Yes. Here we go. Bobby Slayton. Hit play. It's too late to get pizza last night. But if you're back in the village, I love Arturo's Pizza right by the uh, Comedy Cellar. It's really good right there on Thompson and uh, Houston. Uh, Ben's used to be, Ben's is great for a slice. That's up on uh, Spring Street. They're still there. They were always really good for a slice. I love over by McDougal, you know, of course, you got your uh, John's Pizza. It's too late, though. Last night is over. But on the corner, right across the street from John's Pizza is uh, Kesti, which is more of Italian-style pizza. That's great pizza. If you want a slice, I'm sure you know down the street from John's. Joe's is the best guess up in slice anywhere. Um, but on the other end, on 7th Avenue... Instead of six on seventh on that corner, there's also a great slice and a great Italian ice. That's right by John's. Well, I think you know all these things probably already, but it's too late. But it's never too late for pizza. It's worth going back to the village. Now, if you're in Chelsea, okay, that's good. Enough. <laughs> it's it's wow, that's, that's unbelievable. Like a visitor's guide. I know. <laughs> it makes me laugh that he the just the slowest I ever heard him talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Born two weeks apart, Dana and Bobby. Really? Me and Bobby? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Here I am leaving a message as Jeff Bridges to a friend. I don't know if this is any good, but... <laughs> oh, good. Our flag message. This is old Jeff Bridges here. Um, yeah, let's see. I hear tell you're doing one of them spaceship shows. And, um, I just like to throw my hat in the ring. You know, um, I don't like to do it through agents and all the nonsense. And Well, if you feel me, you know, ring me up. You got my number. Um, good day. So I left, that, that, I left that for J.J. Abrams. <laughs> as if, um, you know, Jeff Bridges was uh, <laughs> enough to get in one of the new, you know, space, spaceship shows. The key to him is just like yours. He's always had just too much to eat. Well, what does he? What does Jeff Bridges eat? 
You just wait like I had a foot long subway. Sure, sure got the six inch double cheese, but I just sure love that jingle. I'm gonna loosen up my belt in a minute, but I'm just stuffed in here awful tight. <laughs> would, I mean, it's Jeff, a fun thing to do. Would Jeff Bridges like Denty Moore stew? Oh, I like stew all right. I won't say that. The hind quarters of a black Angus, two sitting bow helped me. And we got it done pretty good. I just don't know how to loosen my belt. I'm a little arthritic in the elbow, so I just keep it tight. <laughs> what, did, what did Abrams think of the message? Oh, he loved it. He loved it. I don't know if this was um, another one. Jeff Bridges didn't appreciate the call from JJ. <laughs> okay, so here's me leaving a message for JJ as Michael Kane. Okay. Same kind of thing, asking for a job. This is Michael Kane. I, I don't I don't mean to disturb. I, I thought it'd be alright if I rang you straight away and not bother with it, the agents and all those folks. So I heard you're making a motion picture and I wanted to throw my hat into the ring for one of the parts. Um, I'm not naive as to know that I don't have a few miles on me, but maybe this old geezer's got one more lap around the track <laughs> if you don't mind uh, uh, ring me when you can uh, this is Michael Kane. some people call me <coughs> sir but I, I prefer Mike and <coughs> I hope you're having a good time so it's just a funny oh, idea Mike came. that all these guys keep calling up you know, <laughs> trying to get jobs you know. but uh, no one's doing Jeff Bridges that's my favorite could, you, could you tell the boys the story of you doing um Tough guys with Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas, oh. and how many takes that they took. <laughs> well, one of the things about doing Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas' last movie, one of the little things that I hadn't told Mark until recently, was that they would do like 20 takes on Burt Lancaster. We're doing a scene of three of us, 20 takes on Kirk. Then they come around to my coverage. I do one take, and then Kirk would always say, I think we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. Time <laughs> to move on. There's no reason to do more. <laughs> Show business. It never ends. Well, I think the kid is cute. One of the, uh, I think one of the things that we uh, had on when Dana and Larry were on the show before, that was uh, an excerpt from that footage we were doing for the uh, Three Still Standing when we were driving on the road gig, and we, yes. got into, you got into that whole John Wayne uh, riff. Uh, yeah. Just, I, I think said. there was literally like six hours of it between the two days. Well, I think as someone who goes through life with a lot of fear and fear of a lot of things, driving, flying, you know, food poisoning and everything. So John Wayne, Larry and I just, we'd seen, you know, Robin, God rest his soul, had done John in uh, his Snickers commercial. So we started talking about it and then came upon this admiration of the character of John Wayne. And this is the linchpin. He's not only unafraid, He's furious at the idea that anyone else could possibly be afraid. And that was the catharsis of the thing. So it'd be like him with Walter Brennan, you know. Well, well, let's attack Cochise, you know. But there's three of us and 10,000 of them. Luke, we're going to die. I said attack. <laughs> you know, and then it wound down for... Never for, wavers. Never wavers. Well, I said, you know, he's a submarine captain. Take her down. But, but we can't go down, Duke. We, we, it's gonna, the submarine's going to explode. Can't go that deep. I said take her down, Pappy. She'll hold, all right, because I'll tell her she'll hold. Are you talking about the submarine or something? I'm talking about the whore in the hold. 
<laughs> and he's always angry. He's just always angry. I said, I love you. Yeah. And finally, eight hours later, we got into John Wayne as the Pope. That's right. I'm not sure I believe in Jesus. I'm not sure I believe in God. You'll believe what I tell you, Pappy. <laughs> now attack. Attack who, Duke? I said attack. But you're the Pope. What am I supposed to attack? <laughs> Muslims, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What sort of inspiration is there in in doing impressions now? Uh, there's sort of less iconic. People, totally. Right? Well, that's why I did that impression show, and right. it was only like ten impressions that people will collectively recognize. Yeah. Because yeah. so. now you can't. There's no. Who could do Jude Law? There's nothing interesting about these actors, you know, mm -hmm. unless they have an accent, you know, like Colin Farrell or something. But there's no. There's no iconic actors, is right. Yeah. yeah, well, I think there's, I think I've never, I had it one night in a hotel room. John Malkovich is, he's like Jeff Bridges. He's just there for the pickings. Yeah. It, it's, that's a doable thing if you were assigned it on Saturday Night Live, do John Malkovich. But you gotta, you gotta record it and listen. He has kind of ass. a lisp thing going, yeah. I've gone back to the past. Now I do these little impressions. I Now I'm doing Cary Grant. Okay. Just because oh, my audience is over 40. What would Cary Grant say now? It's him at a nudist colony. I don't like to wear any underpanties. <laughs> and I did this last night, and the, the little kids in the corporate day were looking at me, so I explained it all yeah. to them. That was the funny part. I was the most handsome man. Yeah. And just as somebody would talk like this, he just had a problem really opening his mouth. <laughs> Everything came like this. It's a, it's a very fun voice to do. And I'm about to you say, you've got to do it. <laughs> Larry, you know you've never done, Larry, you've never done one impression. I used to do impressions in high school, but I suck at them. Who was the only one you did that you thought was good? I did Henry Fonda, Seven Days in May. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do a pretty good Henry That high-pitched squeal you hear won't be the ambassador. That'll be the phone melting in his hand. <laughs> wow, well, I love the list. reference. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I want to know what he's thinking. Remember what was the movie with Larry Hagman as the interpreter? That was it, yeah. Seven Days in May. Was it no, Seven Days in May? No, it was the... Uh, Failsafe. 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 I can hear what he's saying, but I want you to tell me what he's feeling. <laughs> I want to know what he's thinking on the other side. Put it all on GAF film. That was it. I did Henry Fonda back in the day. They all... The only one that goes is Jimmy Stewart. No, no, when the loons are here, it's a welcome us. I did. I got lost in the woods. Couldn't get no berries. <laughs> You're gonna get all the berries you need. Not let me stick my fist up your ass. <laughs> You've been listening to the alternative on Golden Pond. Well, you're gonna get it all in there. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen when you're in, but it's gonna be in. Sorry. This is what we do. Yeah. I just ruined the podcast. Are there are there younger comics that do impressions? I mean, and if they do, who are they doing them of? Um, what's the C. Thomas Riley? I'm trying to think of the ones that are a little off kilter, young people ones. I noticed on that show you did, um, there were, yeah, there were a lot of people doing Sarah Silverman. They were doing other comics. Sarah Silverman. A lot of the women were doing Sophia. The guy, the, the, the overweight guy that did John Hamm was very good because oh, it's yeah. a but it's a visual because he has that pain look on his face. Oh. Like I'll do John Hamm from Mad Men. Ask me to take you to the airport. Uh, take me to the airport. I don't even know you. <laughs> he has a squint and a kind of. Uh, I, was, I thought I was. I was taking it off. I thought it was more like I don't even know you. I thought it was. I don't even know you. You. Hello. You love John Hamm. He's doing. He does some car commercials now. Voice, Mercedes. Voice Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. When you want a really good. It's almost going into Nicholson. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's your new Nicholson? I just like to tell stories I heard, but I thought the butterscotch. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. This is Nicholson at Baskin Robbins. 
Give me some butterscotch. Hold the butter. <laughs> so it's alcoholic nickel scotch. <laughs> but Where yeah, the fuck are the sprinkles? That's why I just do the political ones, because those are the only ones everybody knows. Yeah. Obama, everybody knows. Trump, everybody knows. Yeah. You do a good Trump. It's okay. I do them kind of feminine, basically. <laughs> You're terrific. What's it called? Sakawu? Tashiwa? A native. I love the natives. Sakatash. I just do it whatever makes me laugh. I have never been you know, actually. You should you should do have do Trump endorsing your podcast. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, can you do a Trump endorsing Sakatash? Sakatash is so tremendous. Many people, excuse me, many people are saying they're saying tremendous Sakatash. Many people are saying, I love the way he just cuts off words. Yeah. He cuts himself off. Yeah. Many people are saying, excuse me. Many people are saying, excuse me. <laughs> that I can tell you. It's terrific. That I can tell you. I can tell you that. That I can tell you. I can tell you that. That I can tell you. <laughs> they I don't like want to end with that. They My don't. favorite thing is, don't you like it, Melania? Don't you love it? It's really good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Donald Trump, president, person, person. <laughs> now that, and I tell the audience, that makes me so happy that she says person twice. Why do you have to call me that? I don't need to call you nothing, Mr. Donald President, <laughs> Parson, Parson. Why the person? Why the double person? Why the double person? I don't know, Mr. Donald President, Parson, Parson. I mean, that just makes me laugh. It's the most inaccurate impression. Did, did she actually say that? No, I just oh, made it up. See? But it's just getting into that Lawrence Welk rhythm and, it, and giving it to Melania. Have you ever seen anybody read a teleprompter as badly as he does? It's just so mm. obvious. When he's on a prompter. I know, I used to have that voice, because he does have a different rhythm. Different we rhythm. will do the things we do. So sad, so terribly sad. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. it goes in the middle for the yeah. little ad-libs. He's got the little over. okay sign for working with both hands, because he points it to the teleprompter. Yeah, and the little, this one too, the little index finger, yeah. thumb yeah, separation. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ones that work for me, you might like this one, even though it's, it's I just... I, I should write it out. We could write it better, but it's just Trump if after World War III and we're in the bunker and he's selling us on the closed circuit TV. We had a tremendous nuclear war. Many people were saying, mushroom clouds like they've never seen. <laughs> Excuse me, never seen clouds this big. Stay in your bunkers, make babies, beautiful babies. I'll be on the surface with the surface dwellers and Ivanka, the princess of the surface dwellers. So I didn't have any more. It's like a science. The princess of the surface I, dwellers never get, it's too, the audience's not quite sure unless yeah. Hershel's in the audience. I think uh, that's done. That <laughs> made me laugh. Surface dwellers. How do you make comedians laugh with sticky sure. bits? Have you ever had a, uh, done an impression and the person got really mad at you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Me. <laughs> Is that weird? I had uh, who's this young fuck? I did that last night. That's my new toy. Is Johnny Carson uh, with the uh, having the drink at the establishment? Oh, the have me out of the car. Oh, sorry, sorry, officer. I didn't know I was swerving. I had two slippery midgets at the hook and crook. Yeah. And I was doing this last night, and these little kids were, and I was explaining to them it's not even alcohol. And then we got more. You know, I had a praying mantis neat. At the uh, the windy pillow, a grass. I got the grasshopper <laughs> at the windy summit. Yeah, the windy summit. A grasshopper with a uh, an ant hill back. Officer, <laughs> officer. So it's, that doesn't sound like alcohol. <laughs> but one of the impressions, uh, one of the segments I did of Carson, I heard he wasn't too happy about, which I felt bad about when I was on the Tom Schneider show. Hugh Mark Pitta. 
Well, well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I didn't have him when I was uh, doing NBC, but we have him now. And joining me now is Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dana, you, you're, saying, you're, you're making fun of Johnny. And what are you? What would you? You're making about? fun of Johnny, and, and he didn't like it. And tell the story, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, sorry, I'm sure I had a. Uh, I got some beat. I got grasshopper. Tom Snyder. What? Sorry. I had a grasshopper neat at the Wendy Show. I was. I had a slippery monkey. At the uh, the ant hill, I was at the it's a cut hill, and uh, it just come up. Remember, we had uh, one day down in L.A. at Dex and Tom's place. We kept the frozen soldier. I, I was had two the... frozen soldiers. <laughs> yeah, at the, at the window sill. Yeah, yeah. Window <laughs> sill. Just, just grabbing any random items in the room to make the joke. What makes it so innocent? There's no sense that he's he's not saying. You know, I had straight vodka and got shit face. I had a quart of vodka and I'm completely shit face. He's like. Yeah. I didn't know I was swerving. <laughs> I had two pulled teeth, neat, at the uh, the, the, the lip couch. <laughs> I mean, you have to just make up. Well, no hard. one loved the Yuri Carson impression more than Letterman, though. Letterman, Letterman did love it. He yeah. loved more Johnny, more Johnny. Well, it's funny because you're known for saying, you know, not going to do it, which President Bush never said. And when Phil Hartman said, you are correct, sir, Ed McMahon never said that. It's, so it's funny how it's... Huh? it's Wait, didn't the, Ed say you're correct, sir? Really? But what would he say then when a joke? He'd go, hey ho, he would do hi-ho. that. Yeah, hi-ho. That's yeah. hi-ho. You sure he never said you are correct, sir? I, I, I don't wow. think so. Interesting. So hmm. so what generates the phrase that someone's never said, yet it becomes this sort of uh, iconic element of the impression? The, I'm not going uh, to do Well, I think that was, you know, I had Jim Downey and Al Franken, Senator Al Franken with me, and I think it was from the lazy syntax. Well, and that, the not got to do it didn't come up till probably a year after yeah. doing it. But finally, it was well, you know, not gonna do it. And I, and I think Jim Downey was probably the one who thought it. I don't know. I don't remember where it came from. But I remember on the cue cards, it would say N A G A D A I T. Not gonna do it. And I think one of the cue card guys actually took it as a souvenir last time I did oh, really? it. Really? Yeah. Not gonna do it. But again, I think, and it, you know, it's. He said bitterly, no one appreciates it. It's considered just silly. It's like a blue comment. Well, he's just blue. Well, that lasts how long? Get up there. I mean, come on, that's 30 seconds. And you can't just go up and be silly, make silly voices. But not going to do it is a very proud thing because that's something that's always funny. It yeah. hits the ear. Not going to do it. It's just a rhythmically funny, he said in a self-congratulatory <laughs> In a bitter self-congratulatory the other one, I never, I never seen you this bitter. It, bitterness is a great place to live in, because then you have no personal responsibility for what's happening to you. Which is they funny, fucked me. Which is funny because Larry, for years, has had this alternative character named Bobby Bitter. Oh, good, perfect that, segue. That he's done. Who's I think the oldest comedian is that. Ninety-seven years old. Can we ch- channel him? Do you think? <laughs> That's like Let's see, hold our hands together. Bobby. Hold Mark. You're holding Mike too tight, like an old roommate. <laughs> and we're trying to conjure the spirit of Bobby Bitter. Is Bobby Bitter in the room? I'm back. <laughs> Bobby, how do you feel about today's comedians? Way too blue. You got to work clean. Like in 1964, I opened for the Pope, Yankee Stadium. Place is going nuts. Stucco's coming off the ceiling. They had to bring in a high school brand from New Jersey just to calm the crowd down. The Pope comes backstage. I said, follow that, motherfucker. These kids today don't work clean. I don't understand that story, but it's about censorship. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, when you were starting out, and then 
you got really big. What was the name of your uh, television show you had? Here's Bobby. Ran for 17 years. We were very controversial. We had the first back alley abortion in 1955. <laughs> what was your crowding <laughs> moment with that show? Way ahead of its time. Well, we had the first uh, retarded person in our cast. First retarded person in television history, not counting Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Numbnuts Nielsen, who played my son Bruno's best friend. <laughs> you got a lot of women back then. Yes, I did. And I don't want you to drop names, but I am actually wanting you to drop some names. I uh, put more legs in the air than a dead centipede. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Let's just put it there. It was too easy. It got boring. I'd have my henchmen crack their kneecaps. And it's <laughs> well, we're losing, we're losing Bobby Bitter. The spirit is leaving us. Yeah, I wanted to hear the end of that one. My henchman would crack Maybe we could try to get him back. I like the fact Bobby Bitter had henchmen. That's fantastic. Bobby, we we got to cut this out. That was bad. Bobby, you seem to break you up. We might have to cut the whole podcast out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is our third attempt this afternoon. We've been here five uh, hours. Welcome to Sukatash Podcast. All right, well, Great. do you uh, want to go down memory lane? Uh, I've done my not going to do it. He's oh, done Bobby Bitter. I was trying to think, is there any present? I never heard you do a Gerald Ford. You didn't have uh, a distinct voice. Too bland? bland? Pretty much too bland. Chevy kind of owned it. Carter came in quick. I got peanut butter hair, peanut butter shoes, peanut butter, peanut butter belt, and peanut butter pants. That's something that I do, and it bombs every time, but I just do it for myself. And, and they wouldn't let him in. Um, the other presidents wouldn't really acknowledge him. It's almost like Gallagher. They, no comics want to acknowledge Gallagher. I did work with Gallagher once. and how that slip by? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying no. I was trying to set you up for that bit. Well, no, I, I, I was tell, I'll tell the story. I was playing. I was in Dallas doing a corporate, and then I was going to go to Austin and do a gig. And all the presidents were there for whatever, his funeral or whatever. So I just imagined that they were trying to ditch Jimmy Carter. So it was <laughs> both Bushes... And and Clinton and Obama having a little party in a hotel room, fresh that up for you, you know. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, hey, how you guys in there? How, what's up? You know, they're like, you know, don't say anything. He'll go away. <laughs> uh, we're real busy, Jimmy. I got peanut butter. I got pe- peanut butter for you. I got peanut butter hair. Pen- he's, he's really an uphold, isn't he? So it is, it is that conversation. It what died. Is, it died in Austin. Uh, could you do uh, Alfred Hitchcock watching the Kardashians? Oh. Um. Anatomically large or, or appendages. I got to get into it a little bit. I don't know yeah. where I'm, you know. Yeah. Imagine. Well, that was another six hour. Or we did the. Uh, it was Albert. A, well, it was Tippy Hedren. <laughs> that was it. Tippy Hedren. Yeah, uh, it's just in her trailer at the end of day shooting, you know. Yeah. I mean, I come in Tippy. Oh, hi, Mr. Hitchcock. Uh, what's going on? Where'd everybody go? They've departed. Oh, well, I'll see you later. That's not exactly what I had in mind. Oh, do you want to run lines? Not exactly. What I have in, time, in mind is an entirely different sort of activity. Well, what do you mean? Do you, do you want to do a wardrobe change? Now you're getting warm. <laughs> so that was a long ad lib. The tippy never gets it. And that's another, you know, my, I have my act I do out in the public, and then I have this whole entire other act. 
that's only good for podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> well, because yeah. you can't do it with a gen- It's too tin air. They- what was their phrase of unimaginable horror? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you something. Un- unimaginable horror. <laughs> Where a certain orifice makes contact with a certain appendage. <laughs> what do you mean, Mr. Hitchcock? Is this a new rewrite or something? Is, is Rod Taylor here? No. He's gone home. We're completely deserted. Even the security guards have left the premises. The lights are off. We have no power. We're not going in. Well, I need to get home. You're not going in. Say, say bungalow as this guy. Bungalow. <laughs> it was just relentless. That's a good one. Oh, bungalow. So these are for another six-hour live streaming podcast. I have a question for uh, our host, Mark yes, Hirschhorn. Yes, what, yes. what description of this podcast are you going to put in your... Uh, oh, in the, in there? A casual conversation among comedy friends. Oh, okay. How about that? All right. Well, now, you were in the podcast game for a while. I did. I did... Uh, when I booked the Throckmorton, I would return the comedians to the airport, and I always do it in my car. Yeah. I'm not saying Jerry Seinfeld heard it. Okay. But I was always in the car with my comedians going to the airport. He, Would you stop for coffee? He threw in coffee and oh, he's, he's okay. a, you know, yeah. he needed some money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, mm. what do you. Bobby Binner. Yeah, I couldn't get any traffic. The, you know, the two that were the most listened to were Dana and Jimmy Fallon. That was it. No one wanted to hear from uh, uh, Larry. No. Well, you got to have a bad name a on a podcast, right? So there's someone that asked me to do one where people come on and just talk about their fears and phobias. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's I had Bob Zadie once, and you I know, said, need a hook." Yeah, I said, uh, oh, "Go ahead." I'm sorry. No, no. That what, what could oh. be a hook for a Mark Pitt up podcast? Oh, oh. Divorce. I like the I like the fears. <laughs> yeah, there's um. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? He's got uh, the um. Oh. I can't remember the title of it now, but it's all about. It's mostly comics, but he has other other people come on, showbiz people, and they talk. That's all they talk about. It's um, the uh, it's about the. They mostly talk about depression. There's a depression. Show, there's a couple of different depression podcasts. I listen to the Carson right. podcast and Monster Party. Okay, those, those two I like a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so listen to Hal Gurney talk, and uh, very very interesting. I like old show business stories. When I was working with Gallagher, he he knows he's not respected. Mm. amongst the comedians and he told me a story being in nebraska or no no it was uh tennessee and he was at a motel not a hotel and he was outside having a cigarette and a limo drives up who would have a limo and entourage gets out it's dolly parton and he goes dolly it's gallagher the comedian and she doesn't even break stride she goes so it is and just keeps walking <laughs> wow that's that's sad that's a gallagher story yeah, come on again that's mm-hmm. sad yeah um, yeah, who they had, uh, I was just listening to the Carson podcast a couple of weeks ago. Their guest was, um, oh, who's the NBC, old NBC newscaster? Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Oh, talking about, yeah, yeah I've been Brokaw. asked to be on that, so I just haven't had a chance. Oh, that's a lot nothing. of good guests on there, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it was funny because I was just saying that I, I was on a, uh, I was in first class with Tom Brokaw and he never spoke because his voice would give it away if he said, you know, like, oh. go on this, I can't get into the overhead. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, he just looks like an old man in class. I was wondering about the peanuts were coming by. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing Dana's version. But, but I, you know, people did it before me. I yeah. think Harry Shearer, I probably, 
Mm. Fixated. The, the big go-to when I first did broke was the Winter Olympics that you got asphyxiated because of the words. And tonight in the doubles hall event, <laughs> later we have Sean White snowboarding and then curling. I need some oxygen. Asphyxiated by winter forehead. You know what? You can, I can do a podcast where it's just Johnny's back. And play it straight. Yeah. And just, just, I'm here. And talk about current events. Current events. Oh, is that right? Yeah. ISIS. So, um, <laughs> they uh, chopped off so many heads, even Kathy Griffin got offended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just jo- just Johnny's back. And just, I would hold the character. I could do it for 45 minutes. Just yeah, hold sure. And have guests on, play yeah. straight. So, Mark, can I understand, um, you're back in Northern California. You're doing some stand-up. Are you going to go to Las Vegas this weekend, I understand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna be staying at the so uh, the lowly uh, Parallax and having a uh, spritzer wine spritzer. I had the I had a wounded goose <laughs> up windy with a twist summit. at the windy summit. At the, uh... <laughs> it would go with a monologue. Would you have like a short monologue? Oh yeah, I think yeah, that oh, yeah. it, Mark be great. At this, I would but, love um, to do write uh, jokes, current yeah. jokes in Johnny's voice. Yeah, I would. That's what would yeah. be fun to hear. Karnak, right? bring Karnak back with modern references. Oh god, that would be so much fun. I would love to write that. Yeah. I would love to do Art Fern again, but use actors today like Dil- Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney, Francis McDormand, and, and Leo the Wonder Wal- Wal- Walrus, and Mr. Sulu has Mike, a secret. Mike, but first, yeah. copyright. You, so you chopped could... on my punchline. I'm the last thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't know you were at. Too yeah. late now. I'm just thinking of a, I'm thinking in reality, you couldn't. You, you, could you take his intellectual properties? Of Art Fern? But certainly you could go Johnny's back and just do a yes, show like this. Sure, sure, sure. That yeah, would just absolutely. be. Let's see if we can come up. With, I, let's see if the topic. See if we can come up. No, I did. I did a, a joke. Well, as Johnny, can I just say I did a, a, a Hitler roast, and I, they want me to do Karnak, so I got to write Karnak jokes, and one of them was, uh, 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 just a second, a type of blender, a type of fish, and the second in command of the Third Reich. Uh, name a, a wearing a herring and a gearing. <laughs> I had a reverse engineer joke. I just I, I don't do jokes very well. But this was uh, asking Casey Kasem, um, why is he going to the bathroom and how is he going to kill himself? Number one with a bullet. <laughs> you know, just kind of a nice one. But Johnny, you, you just start to think like the way Johnny would think if you talk yeah. about the Trump. So Trump um, yeah. ratings were so low that even, you know, and then oh, yeah, joke yeah. to come, okay. yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be fun. Johnny's back. Maybe just a half-hour podcast. Yeah, you point out how Johnny always acted like the audience was retarded. you got to watch the monitor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For those of you at home, you're watching a thing called television. And the, those images That's are what not, he didn't like, They're right? not actually in your room. Um, That's the part room. he didn't like, it's though, just, right? Uh, no, there was a sketch that was written that made him come off kind of senile. He, you know, okay. he didn't know that Susan Day was off the Partridge family. So how's that, how's that show going with David Cassidy? It had been off yeah. for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really blame him. It wasn't the best one. I, 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 you know, I enjoyed doing it. When you do Carson, the persona on camera, you just instantly become very gentle and nice and accommodating. Okay, then how about this? Carson doing jokes on binge watching. That's a pretty good topic. I was binge watching uh, Bloodline, and I needed an infusion. I don't know. I was uh, <laughs> for those of you listening. This is how jokes are written. Lot, I was been, I was been watching Better Call Saul, and I thought I better get a new show to binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, no, you just get in the mindset. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always that weird sort of callbacky play on words. Yeah, and then someone you have someone come on and play someone like who's a hundred years old. You know. 
Yeah. So I understand you still drive. Is that right? Driving around, you know that kind of stuff. But it would be fun. Johnny's back. Maybe yeah. the thing about podcasts is also the idea. I'm just reiterating for myself. Remembering you can do multiple podcasts. Yeah. You yeah. do Johnny's back, and that could be just 20 minutes a week, and then you do another Absolutely. one yourself. But Johnny's back would be fun. Just that would be, be a good segment. Just yeah. to do it. Yeah. So, um, Bernie Sanders is um. <laughs> He's a socialist, is that it? <laughs> so I, I understand, Bill Cosby, you put something in a girl's water and she, <laughs> she wakes up and you're in a robe. Tell us about that. Yeah, and there's a joke there. Bill See, Cosby. I think everybody knows because I was already in the place with the thing and I don't know. He's like the happiest guy. <laughs> Bill Cosby, he's so happy. Now, Bill, I heard you're going you're gonna to do a, a tour of colleges where yeah, you're going to uh, yeah. explain how not to uh, get accused of sexual harassment. You know, write what you know. Yeah. You know, there, there's a joke there. That, that's yeah. like Hitler. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Larry, your thoughts? He's uh, he's doing a uh, sequel to While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a sequel to While You Were Sleeping. <laughs> I can't believe I did that in my special. No, no, no reviewer ever got to the incendiary parts. Yeah, but I, I was like, you put the pill in the lady and you touch the titty. But Maybe I got it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> All right, but. Johnny, the Johnny Carson uh, podcast would be great, and you could have, even have like a, you know one celebrity guest. Oh yeah, even right? if they just called in and yeah. you know just um, just current events and have people that always miss the fact they never got to be on Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah, and just his take on current events, which is why I Johnny. can't watch. Uh, I'm dying up here because I've mm. never been in a position to watch something I was part of and go, oh, that's not how it went. Yeah, and I'm that guy, the guy that complains that you know. That's not right. Mitzi never said that. Yeah. yeah. I think also the fun of doing Carson would be doing it kind of straight at, at times with interviewing. Yeah. So Larry Brown, you've been in San Francisco for a number of years, I understand. 35, 35 years. Is that right? I did not know that. <laughs> so um, you started at a place, I understand, someone told me you started at a place called the Holy City Zoo. Is that, that's a that's an interesting Yeah, it wasn't a church. It was a small uh, club on Clement Street. Well, so it wasn't a church? <laughs> Maybe you have a laugh track. I don't know. <laughs> So you, you, you pray to the comedy gods, you wouldn't bomb, is that it? <laughs> I don't understand, were there llamas at the zoo? Or? It wasn't a petting zoo. <laughs> now a lot of people remember... Now you're talking, now I want to come back in with the petting. Because I can pet certain places. You know. Wow. What was you your thought first this was a good joke? idea? Yeah, this is fantastic. Your first joke that was, that was your consistent go-to that worked every time, your stand-up. Larry, Larry Brown. First joke that worked was, consistently. It was like, okay, I got that one. I set it off stage, uh, and so that's really funny. I didn't say it as a joke. It was, uh, if you don't get laid a lot when you're young, you don't get laid a lot when you're old. <laughs> and that, that first year, it killed for some reason. So. Okay. Ever Mark? do a joke where you you don't think it's funny and they do, and you got to keep it in your act? Like, Sometimes I hate the audience for that. <laughs> when they laugh at stuff that I... Yeah. The biggest laughs are the jokes I hate. The, the ones I like, they never like. No, my first joke mm-hmm. was uh, was brought up a Catholic. Here's something you'll never hear at Catholic school. Hey, what are you wearing tomorrow? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Mine was the first that would work every time. My closer, the first year I did it, was the X-rated Wizard of Oz. Oh. Which is a natural thing yeah. to do. And so the and it's gonna it's gonna be bad, folks. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the scarecrow Strap sound. In. Here we go. 1979. Scare, and this is me on stage looking twelve years old. Yeah. Scarecrow song. I'd get hard and I'd have foreplay. I'd even have some more play if I only had a dick. 
Come on, man. Out of their seats. Out of their seats. Oh, they went crazy. And it was, uh, the Tin Man was, oil my ass, oil my ass, and bring back the witch's dildo. That was my closer. Back in the very early days. Well, Tom Snyder would say, well, sir, he, he didn't have a penis, and you're actually correct. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and everyone had a Star Trek bit of some kind. And I never did. I never did. Really? Larry never had a I, Star Trek bit. No, I, I, never saw the, I never saw an episode of Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> oh. Well, let's just clarify. You don't have a television. Let's just say that. <laughs> I did then. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Describe what's in your... I don't like sci- sci-fi for some reason. It just makes me depressed. What, describe what, what yeah. your apartment is in. What is, what, is, what is in your apartment? I'm a minimalist. I got a uh, computer that's on dial-up. Mm-hmm. I got a mattress. <laughs> a mattress? I got a mattress and uh, some... Like three shirts and two pairs of pants. But minimalists actually have a bed frame. You don't have a bed frame? I do have a bed frame. Oh, okay, good. I'm not a savage. (laughs) (laughs) And how long have you been in your... That's what she said. Since 84. Wow. Rent controlled? Rent Rent controlled, yeah. Oh, rent stabilized. I'm kind of trapped here. It's like I I hate the area. I want to leave, but it's... Yeah, the Marina, San Francisco. (laughs) The price is right. Very windy, like the windy summit. I think is this. Windy I had a I had a frozen squirrel at the uh, landing gear. Now, as opposed to Larry, Mark, you live in a variety of places around San Francisco in the Bay Area, right? No, I never lived in San Francisco. I've always lived in Marin. I've lived in Mill Valley, Marin, San Leandro, but not in San Francisco because I want to park. Okay, yeah. right. you've got the classic migratory pattern of someone evading child support. <laughs> Larry had the best line at my roast, if you can remember what it was. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, Mark Pitt has started his you career. Started, you started out at the Holy City Zoo. In 1981. 30 years later, you're at the uh, Rockmore and Mill Valley. <laughs> 10 miles in 30 years. Yeah, the... A dung beetle makes more progress. I had a dung beetle leaked from the floating basket. <laughs> I dung beetle meat on the rocks. It's Johnny's is horrible lunch. It's hilarious. You know, as far as Johnny's back, you could actually have drinks that he talks about throughout the podcast, and then put them online. Actually, you know, oh, yeah, a quarter shot well, you know, of amaretto. Oh, like well, you know, frozen. we actually we do a segment on the show called Boozing with Bill with my announcer, Bill Haywatt. Oh, and okay. he actually makes up drinks. In fact, we just had a session hmm. uh, sitting. Uh, I see a, a lawsuit. At, no, at a coffee shop. A couple, totally sober, right? Yeah, a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and we're, we've come up with four new Boozing with Bill bits, so that fits perfectly into that idea of creating goofy sounding drinks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Names of towns, and yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It well, was Larry, really Larry, actually wait, Larry, Larry, you got a text? I'm going to document this day. No, you're, you're wow. shooting, let me just say, you're shooting towards windows, so yeah, we're, we're all, all going to be silhouetted, so don't worry about it. Okay. Hmm. He's like a modern-day Ansel Adams. <laughs> He's like Zelig. That's a good one. That's yeah, okay. nice. Flip phone's crystal clear. Perhaps nice. our phones would be, I'd take a better photo. <laughs> I got a chip phone. It drives the car and answers your phone. <laughs> Good night. Mm-hmm. So, Dana, you've been spending a lot of time in Los Angeles. Living in Los Angeles, and basically, yes. What's that been like, having left the bucolic Bay Area? It's, uh, it's amazing how quickly I adapted. Yeah? Right you back know. to it. Then. Well, I have a set of friends up here. Three are here. Yeah. Basically, my, my best friends up here. Paul Wright, Chip, you guys, Mark Pitta, Mark Kershaw, Larry Bubbles Brown, 
neighbors, stuff like that. In L.A., all of a sudden, I picked up pretty quick. Lovitz came around. Okay. You know, and David Spade, I see a lot. Do you go to the same restaurant? Not to plug it, but you go there. Koi. Koi restaurant. We all meet there all the time. Dennis Miller came down one time. Christ sakes, Kirby. It's the best food ever. <laughs> I, love, I got to do Dennis Miller once on his old talk show on TNT. Oh, yeah. And because it wasn't Johnny Carson, I wore jeans, cowboy boots, sport jacket, and a button-down shirt. Pitta. You got a whole McLeod thing going, <laughs> babe. <laughs> yeah. No one funnier. <laughs> Um, but yeah, West Hollywood. It's kind of nice. I was doing these voice for a movie, Secret Life of Pets, 875 million <laughs> worldwide gross. And it's like a four minute drive. You know, I used to, when I had meetings, I had to either, because I always drove, because, you know, I, not like Larry, I didn't like to fly. So you have no fear now. But, <laughs> no you know, fear. I, but I would drive a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the com back to the comedy store is kind of funny. The Improv, Laugh Factory, and wow. you didn't go to the store much in the early days. Never did. No, no. Yeah. Huh. Mitzi didn't get some puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a Mitzi store. Well, you kind of back then it was like you either did the comedy store or the Improv because yes. Bud and Mitzi kind of had this thing. Take it outside. <laughs> take it outside. Most Clear people, the aisles, please. Clear the Clear aisles. That was Bud Friedman, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. One time I walked up with Larry Miller, Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, someone else, and he goes, "Oh, oh yeah. what about me, Bud?" He goes, there's a pecking order. <laughs> there's a pecking order. See, it'd be more funny to me watch a, a show with Bud, yes. not not Mitzi. Because she's not doing Mitzi. Yet. Booze up sauce monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's one of the great exactly. expressions. Booze up, sauce, up sauce monkey. Do you see Overton on there? Is the guy, he's the talent yeah. liar for the Tonight Show. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he doing Macaulay? Like the Macaulay type? Uh, he's, yeah, his name is Mitch something or other. That's a long I'll have game. to watch it. Yeah. Or get to it. I'd have to watch it like Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange. Someone's going to take my eyes and pin them back. Okay. One thing I do like is because when the housekeepers come, yes, one percenter. But when I want to, you know, my guilty pleasure is going to matinees, which Mark Kershaw and I used to go to all the time. Yeah, I love empty theaters. We went to one once where it was oh my gosh. just the two of us. Starship right? Troopers. Right, and no one else. And Dana, we we take our popcorn, we get a little kernel, we just spit it. <laughs> yeah, it was just fun. So I go to the arc light. And we could theaters. talk, or we could talk. Like, yeah, man, this isn't really working here. Like, what like, is that? Yeah, you know, it was fun. So that's my guilty pleasure. And the movie yeah. theaters down there are just ridiculous. Yeah, you can drink in them. If you want to drink, and they're just like the sound of the, the, the pageantry yeah. of the movie theaters. I was in a movie theater, and it was uh, in Atlanta, and it was lounge seating. It had a waiter. He had a little blue light that popped up if you want I had sliders a margarita and I was watching Jason Bourne the last one which is all action I almost fell asleep just from the alcohol the food and the lounging it was like this isn't the right this isn't That's right funny. it doesn't keep you awake you know? good golf and of course Mississippi Joe I should mention him <laughs> my neighbor good golf sir he's looking in fit shape slip on down you know. <laughs> he's from Mississippi hopefully he hears this but yeah I went, um, I went to a movie theater once in Minnesota. I was doing a gig. It was a Wednesday, and I walk into the movie, I walk to the window. I buy my ticket. I go through the door. The guy who sold me my ticket turn, comes around, takes my ticket, rips it in half, and says, "Do you want anything from the snack bar before I turn on the projector?" <laughs> That's how lonely it was on the road that day. Well, Quentin Tarantino bought a few years ago. There's a theater on Beverly and refurbished it. That's and it's right. An eight dollar ticket, incredible popcorn, and thirty five Miller 
millimeter prints. Great show. And they can go online and get the calendar. Was the arrow, was it? Yeah. I don't know what it is now, I but the I kind of want to go there. He had like, oh God, what was that Rock Hudson movie where the submarine's in Antarctica and comes up? He was showing that. Yeah, he had that and th- he has oh. double bills and like, Incredible. My favorite oh. Rock Hudson movie is Seconds. You ever see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was oh, almost his favorite well. movie. Howard Hughes? He watched Ice Station Geneva 68 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Howard Hughes. <laughs> yeah, he's great. What a freak. We don't have eccentrics like him anymore, do we? Well, he so. had that accent. Yeah. Kind of, I think he became a coding addict. He got, he got the billions, right? He's a billionaire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wrap it up. <laughs> it seems I've got nowhere to so go. I now. understand that. Um, <laughs> so he was a coding. Is that it? <laughs> Let me see how much time. Now, when I was when I was growing up, matinee meant something totally different. Sure I give the listeners a little matinee with, with Carol Wayne. Yeah, we're actually yeah we can. Melvin Dumar's thumbprint. Yes. May Matt Damon uh, uh, climb up your Ben Affleck. <laughs> just, yeah, it'd just be fun. Johnny's back. <laughs> Okay, so we've got a new podcast idea came out of this. Uh, Mark Pitt, where can people uh, find you or see you or talk uh, to you? I put a lot of stuff on YouTube. Just go there. A lot of fun stuff I shoot and make. And... But you're in Vegas this weekend. I'm opening for Rob When is this air? air? Uh, I can put this up uh, this next week, so it'll be there before the weekend. Yeah. July 1st you're and in Vegas. Se- July 1st and 2nd. The big, the, Rob, can I talk? No. <laughs> July 1st and 2nd, the Tropicana in the Big Room with Rob Schneider. Nice. And... Um, I was going to go a day early to see Mel Brooks, but that sold out, him at the win. Where he just shows... He shows clips, talks about his movies as a moderator. But then I'd watch that... I would want to be the moderator, so... Someone told me, or my agent said, I could go out, uh, tour the country, show Wayne's World, and take Q&A, even without Mike. Well, remember we were at the... And make as much as I would doing stand-up. We were at this huge casino. It was called the biggest casino in the world. In In Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's coming next week was Al Pacino just yeah. to do Q and A. Really? Yeah. That sounds like a great way to make. Money. How would how would that sound, Al? So yeah, I understand that you're out and you're doing sort of a little review show or something. I talk about everything. I was talking about Supercall and how I had a badge. I was on the turnpike. Oh, I could pull people over with that badge. I would get out and go. We need to get through here. Anyway. Funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like a feel-good uh, show of the year, Ed. Oh, oh I get terrific. Maybe we'll uh, rent a get a, a, a VCR and have a have a field day with. Um, what was the one with Ellen Barkin? What was that? That one? was Sea of Love. Oh, that woman had an ass. Sea of Love. That's uh, great ass. Reminds me of my my ex-wives. Uh, orgasms, oh, ahoy! I don't want to say I'm a method actor, but let me say. I was making Ellen Bakken. Oh, <laughs> woof woof. No idea. Larry? Larry? This is magic. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it happens. You can't predict it, folks. No, it's like lightning in a bottle. In fact, you were hit by lightning, weren't you? As a child. hit by lightning when I was 14. Right. And I had, I got, the only gray hair I have is over this ear where I kind of got buzzed by it. And, uh, oh, wow. Lightning causes. I was closing. Pain. I was closing the. My mother told me to go upstairs and close this window during an electrical storm back in Ohio. So as I started to close the window, it hit the window frame, just knocked me back 15 feet. And 
I still have tinnitus. My, my ears are ringing now from that. It's just the tinnitus. Really? Because I, you've developed tinnitus. Yeah, I had one on my car, a Jeez. new chiropractor, and, it, and the hearing came back. And there's now, a, it's less of a hum, but I don't know how you feel about holistic. Maybe you guys right. should yeah. trade notes. And try it's and funny. There was a picture for the St. Louis Cardinals, and forgive me because I don't remember his name. He was hit by lightning twice on the mound. That is wow. freaky. So lightning does strike twice. I just want to make you paranoid. So I got another one. It's coming. <laughs> you know, well, God, God doesn't like you. He hates you with lightning. This was fun. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for your time. Yeah. Oh, I had tonight. It turns out I still have a landline. <laughs> ringing was coming from. <laughs> Larry, we didn't talk about uh, how you felt about doing Letterman twice oh, with a span yeah. of. That was great. The twenty first time was. Uh, a lot of comics used to bomb that show, so I remember that one. That one was terrifying. The second one was, I'd been around so long, I'd, I just thought, well, if I bomb, I'm just going to quit, really get out, and, and they went okay, so I stayed in. You destroyed how many applause breaks? Five, six. <laughs> they were like <laughs> seals, <laughs> which is weird because we don't want applause breaks because it screws up the rhythm of the next yeah. joke. So. Yeah, well, the, the, those those shows are like. They're hard to get, but they're fun to do. The crowds are pretty wired, so it'd be hard to bomb. One of my favorite comics, Rocky Laporte, you know, he's this character, you know, he's kind of, I'm kind of a stupid guy, you know. When he gets a laugh, it's funny to watch him hold for the laugh in character, because he has to do it a long time. He gets really good jokes. And he's got to go, you know, I don't leave. <laughs> it's just so like Sylvester Stallone's son or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, basically, it sounds like that. Yeah. He got a standing ovation on Tonight Show. Yeah, and it went in. That was like one thirty seconds before it ended, and didn't get any acknowledgement for it. Leno, yeah. Leno would throw comics on at the very end, near the end. It's like you know, well, there's no more ratings. By then, you know. <laughs> All right, well, All I right. guess thank you. Yeah, guess we oh, we're good. Thank, thank you, uh, everybody. Looks like yeah. heaven released the house. This has been Cash. Well, this, I'll close this out separately. Yeah, this has been Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast with my guests Dana Carvey, Mark Pitta, and Larry Bubbles Brown. We didn't even find out why he's called <laughs> Bubbles. All right, we've talked about it. We'll save that for the Here's Johnny podcast. Yeah, Johnny's back. Uh, Johnny's back, and we have, we have Bubbles. Now on the Suckatash Network. All right. Yes. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, and on Ha Ha Ha, the laughable app. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Covey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Turges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash. Goodbye.
sounds great. I'm going to go straight to video. Cloud editing. Who could be bored listening to that? They won't be bored. Could, would I do George Kennedy? Could you actually use the real George Kennedy? Make me sound like I'm, this guy's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's a funny take, yeah. Three um, words. Ed a teen. Ed a teen. Oh, Ed a So you're heading Shake it, boss. I'm going to the nap. <laughs> you guys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want the Wild West Indian Casino oh, tour to come back. We'll get a book we'll something. Get back Maybe on the road we'll book a casino up north or something for yeah. fun. And have Chip drive us. I was in Ukiah at the uh, Windy Summit. <laughs> That's my the Windy Summit. The Windy Summit. I was at the fishing hole and I had a, a <laughs> Barbary gra- Coast. The like grasshopper. Yeah, I had a grasshopper back at the Windy Summit, officer. I had a Barbary Coast. Cook and crook.